And good evening, and welcome back to a, another live Reality Games podcast. Um, over the last few days, we've done a lot of recap shows, including like the Caucus Challenge and, of course, um, Survivor New York, as usual, and uh, Survival Challenge 2021, or 2021, as most people refer to it as. I just threw that out there for some strange reason. Here we have a special introduction and not really an introduction, more of a reintroduction. We're kind of getting into the game mechanics of The Root of All Evil Live. We are joined tonight with the creator and producer and host, I think, too, which we'll get yep. into in a moment. Uh, Clark, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, side note, Clark just survived his real-life uh, room escape. <laughs> Do you want to elaborate just a little bit on this story? <laughs> 30 minutes ago, my coworker and I were trapped in an elevator. Um, so literally half an hour spent in the elevator. The lights were flickering on and off about every two or three minutes. I was fortunate enough to have Verizon uh, and call 911. And then I just boot scoot boogied my way to this interview. <laughs> Um, what a way to start off like getting to a podcast. You're like, I'm going, I'll be there. I'm stuck in the elevator. I'm like, yep. I, I was thinking maybe the elevator was just slow or something, but no, you were stuck, stuck. Yeah, no. Yeah. So our office, um, we usually were not able to go up any floors after seven. And then today we're like, nope, you're not going down either. <laughs> they make you use those steps for a reason, I guess. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, we are here covering the game mechanics and kind of the gameplay on the root of all evil. Um, Clark, how did you come up with this concept in general? Like, what did you do before you brought it to the live audience here? So I've ran the root of all evil for three seasons online. Um, it sort of came about because... I really wanted to host a mole-style game, like the mole whodunit. I wanted to host something like that that didn't have a group pot attached to it. Um, and I've been a huge fan of the Roaring Twenties. I love anything Gatsby, wealth, excess, love all of that. Um, so I wanted to try and marry those ideas together. So there is a killer um, that sort of functions in a different way from the mole but it has those mole inspirations and it has inspirations from other reality shows. Uh, reading some of the, the behind the scenes scripting that you sent me earlier, I'm super excited. Um, in any kind of game, role playing, anything like that, I'm always like the thief character and to steal someone's money, <laughs> I am super excited for. Um, by the way, I'm a banker too. I will promise to protect your money in general, but in games, I will probably steal it. So. Yeah. <laughs> in this game, there are plenty of opportunities for uh, sneaky sabotage and uh, screwing people over and stealing money. So it's definitely going to be interesting. Yeah. And speaking of, it is super hot topic right now. Like we are watching Victory House. The Mole is going mm -hmm. on premiering right now. And we're doing recaps of that. The Michigan Mole just finished off a few months ago and they had a live game similar situation that was live streamed as well. So this topic of the mole, like it hit Netflix again. And I feel like that vibe is just coming back. Everyone wants to do like a murder mystery and you're giving them one right here. Yeah. I, I know it's becoming more and more and more popular. Like there are more online games of the mole coming out. There are more live games. So I feel like there's just a newfound appreciation for the mole. And I'm glad to sort of put my hat in the ring 
uh, with a format that I've run online pretty successfully. And you've ran things successfully in person too. You've hosted a number of events live as the host and the production person for that. And they've gone great success. So I can't wait to see this new adventure you're bringing us on. So thank you. Thank you. Um, so I guess, tell us a little bit about the game. How do people get started? I guess, how many players? Um, so there's going to be a sort of smaller cast than usual. Uh, there's a running joke with my online games that I usually tend to cast between 36 uh, minimum, and then it could go all the way up to 48 or even 60. Um, but this one's going to be a little bit smaller cast, around 18 to 20 people. And sort of like the mole, one of them is going to be selected to be the killer. Um, but what's going to be interesting is the game starts out with an opening auction. So there's going to be advantages, you know, like with Victory House, they have their spy supply and they have all their very unique advantages that are available each and every round. So for us, our advantages and disadvantages, you will only have the ability to get them at the beginning of the game. Oh, yeah. So everybody gets a bank account. Everybody starts out with the same exact amount of money. And we say, this money is to be used throughout the entire season. But if you want to get some advantages or disadvantages, this is your golden opportunity to do it. Um, and it leads to a lot of uh, chaos and sneakiness as the game progresses. I'm curious, does it run similar to like a survivor auction? Are some things covered or is everything out in the open? Uh, so how it'll work is the passes... Uh, I'll introduce them one at a time, but it is a silent auction. So once everybody submits their bids for these passes, mm -hmm. and I have a few examples for them later on, uh, but everybody submits their bids privately. And then once all the bids are in for all of the passes, I announce the highest bid for each pass, but I don't announce who got the pass. Interesting. I like that concept. Um, as someone that likes to go to those silent auctions, too, for fundraisers and whatnot, it's always nice to see um, what you can get, I guess. And it's yeah. a surprise if you end up with it. You're like, hey, I won these movie tickets. So Yeah. Uh, and I've had people in my online games, they have cleaned out their entire bank account on one pass alone. Wade James Lee. <laughs> um, but yeah, some people will spend all of their money on one pass. Some will just choose, hey, I'm going to keep this 10 mil and I'm gonna try and use it later on. And both options work. And it's really interesting to see, especially because this is the first time this game is gonna be played live, mm -hmm. to see what, what works and what comes out of it. So we don't really know. Like We've seen that so many people play survivor games, Big Brother games. This always interests me to see a new original concept game because nobody has a packed down strategy yet. No one is like the typical like challenge beast or the typical like flip flopper. Like, mm -hmm. there are interesting scenarios to get out of this game, and that's what I'm excited about to see. So, yeah, thank you. And I mean, just to sort of follow up on what you said, like, like you mentioned, there are people that come in with different roles. There are people that come in and be the challenge beasts, there are people that come in and be the social competitors. And what's nice about this format is you can be very you could be a challenge beast and make it all the way to the very end of the game you could be a very social player not so great in challenges but with your social game there's opportunities for you to earn money from other players um 
So if you're really social and you've got great social connections, that can carry you to the end as well. And then if you're really good in the exams and you think you've picked up on the killer's identity, that can carry you to the end also. So there's multiple opportunities and there's no one clear perfect way uh, to make it to the end and win. Uh, you talked about somebody coming in as the challenge beast. Can you describe what this game has in store for challenges perhaps? Yeah, of course. So each round is going to have a challenge and I'll explain the rules of each challenge. Uh, if you're familiar with the challenge free agents, uh, how that worked is they sort of determined each week would either be a team week or a pairs week or an individual. Um, but they would know about that at the start of the challenge. So we'll say this is a teams round and there could be different size teams each week. There's, there could be uh, teams of two teams of three teams of six teams of nine. Uh, so they vary each round. Um, the teams are always going to be random unless if somebody buys an advantage that says, Hey, you are able to pick all of the teams for this challenge. Um, Plus, what's nice about this is you don't have to come in first every single time. There are multiple teams or multiple pairs or multiple individuals that win each round. So let's say, for example, the first round has 18 or 20 people. The top half earn safety. Wow. Good, and then good it, luck to people. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of opportunities. You don't have to come in first. Maybe a second or third place finish will get you safety into the next round. Uh, but as the game progresses, fewer and fewer and fewer people are going to earn safety. Uh, now, once those people earn safety, what happens to everybody else? Is it voting or what goes on there? So the people that lose the challenge, they go into what's called the auction. So as I mentioned, everybody starts out with a bank account of $10 million. Um, in challenges, based on how your team performs, uh, you can earn money. So first place usually gets, each member gets $5 million. Um, and if your team performs the worst, maybe you get just 100,000. Uh, so that money gets used in the auction. Uh, the people that won the challenge, if they decide, hey, there's somebody in the bottom that I maybe want to screw over, they can play one of their auction passes against them during the auction. Uh, but the people that lost the challenge, they have two choices. They can bid on safety or they can bid on a one point bonus in the exam. Highest bid for each gets those. But you can't pick both of them. You have to go Correct. for one of them. Yeah, you have to pick one or the other. It's interesting. So we have a overall starting auction and then we go into the challenge and then we go into like the safety auction, I guess. Yes. And then into the exam about who the killer is per se. Yes. So after the auction, whoever purchased safety, uh, their bid is made public and whoever earned safety, that will also be public as well. Uh, whoever got the one point bonus, uh, their bid will be public, but who earned that will be private. So they will be notified when they take their uh, exam that they got that bonus. So everybody that did not purchase safety and did not win the challenge, they have to take the exam. And that works just like the mole would 10 question quiz about the killer. Now the killer, um, 
is the killer trying to like sabotage the game similar to the mole or what what's kind of like the killer's role in this Yep, so the killer's role, they are not necessarily supposed to sabotage. Like, they're not trying to keep money from a group pot. Their goal is to just try and make it to the end and be undetected. Um, Now, let's say, for example, somebody's onto them. Somebody's onto their case, and they want to try and get them out. Can they sabotage a challenge to try and do that? Absolutely. That is completely up to them. Um... But the goal of the killer is to try and remain undetected so that when you are at the very end with three other finalists, those finalists pick somebody else instead of you. So not necessarily designed to sabotage, but they can if they wish. Mm -hmm. And how to win the game? Is it the person that A, has the most money or who scores the highest on the, the exam? It is whoever scores the highest. So of the four finalists, so that'll be three uh, socialites, as they're called, uh, and the killer, um, there's a 30-question exam, which covers questions from throughout the entire season, and the person that scores the highest wins the game. The difference uh, between the mole and the root of all evil is the killer and the root of all evil does have the ability to win the game. It is difficult, very difficult. Hasn't been done in any of my online games, but it is possible. And the only way they're able to win is if they can fool all three other socialites into getting a 50% or worse on the insane. Well, Killer, whoever out there, um, best of luck to you. Um, Since it's never been done before, I want to see it done. That'd be fun. It is definitely a challenge, but I think if anybody is able to do it, it would be somebody in a live game. Um, Speaking of this live game, uh, when is production? When is this happening? Yep. So uh, Root of All Evil Live is taking place October 22nd through the 25th. And it's in Littleton, North Carolina in a beautiful home that we've reserved. Um, We are recording uh, confessionals, challenges, auctions, you name it. We're planning on recording everything. And hopefully uh, releasing episodes around early 2022. Oh, fine. Um, let's see here. So we've done like the starting auction, then it goes into the challenges. And then mm-hmm. after the challenges, it's like the safety auction and yes. then the exam. And then everything just kind of repeats. Yes. So it does follow the same format each round. Um This is a two-day game, so everything is going to go super, super fast. So during the first day, October 23rd, uh, all the eliminations are going to be double eliminations. So it will go from 18 to 16 to 14 to 12 to 10. Uh, The 10 or so that make it to day two, that begins individual eliminations. So only one gets eliminated per round. Um, when it gets down to the final eight, there are a couple things that change. Uh, you can't use any more auction passes. Those all have to be used up before uh, the final eight. And all of the challenges become individual at that point. I was wondering, because you mentioned like groups of people, and I wondered when those groups would scale down all the way to one person. So Yeah, so right at the final eight, that's when all the challenges 
from that point forward do become individual. And at that point, it does get very competitive and very sneaky uh, as everybody just tries to... There, there are so few spots for safety when you get down to that final eight that everybody's just willing to push and shove each other out of the way to get one of those coveted safety spots. Well, it's so interesting, too, because this isn't something like um, a vote is going to secure you. It's nothing like a power, per se, but it's the the currency that you've built up throughout the game is going to save you. Yes, yes. The money that you've earned uh, at the start of the game, through auction passes, if you choose to steal money from anybody else, uh, the money you've earned from challenges, that all adds up. And the more money you earn, the more of a safety net that you have going forward in the game. And I will mention the last portion of each round is called the last will and testament. Uh, which is the final opportunity for people to earn money in the game. So if you lose the exam and you've been murdered by the killer, uh, you have the ability to leave a last will and testament. So we take 50% of your bank account and you can give it to one player in the game or split it up between two people. And for the social gamers that are out there, that is, that's the golden opportunity to earn money usually. Um, is there an actual, I, I played a game online once and we were able, when we got voted out, I never got eliminated from this game, but, um, you were able to leave an actual, like, final will and testimony, like a quick little, like, sentence, or is it the same way or just, um, here's your money? They do get to leave a little goodbye message, Ooh. uh, if they choose to leave something a little shady, uh, they can. Obviously, they can't give any pertinent information on who they guessed in the exam or who they think the killer is. Uh, but if they want to leave a message of support to somebody, they can. If they want to just, you know, throw up some middle fingers and cause a little bit of drama on their way out, they could do that, too. Uh, but nothing that sort of spoils the integrity of the game. Yeah, I could see something like all lies in... A celery, eggplants. I don't know. And that means Alice. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, if you take the first letter, like, you got to watch out for those from production. People are tricky. Yep. Yep, definitely. <laughs> that was a terrible, um, whatever, <laughs> whatever those mnemonic devices are called. So um, we do have a few of the passes to show out. Do you want to go over and kind of explain what any of the passes to? Yeah, sure. Of course. Um, so these were auction passes that I've used in my most recent uh, online season, which was done a couple of years ago. For anybody that's curious as to how the game operates, any questions, either please private message me or all of my Root of All Evil groups are available on Facebook. So if you private message me saying, hey, I'm curious to see how so-and-so season went online, I will be more than happy to add you to those groups. Fantastic. Uh, here's just the first one I have randomly pulled up here called the teammate pass. Yep. So as I mentioned earlier, uh, the teams are completely random for each elimination challenge. Uh, they were in the online game called the penthouse challenge. Uh, obviously with the penthouse live game, I have to make a couple of changes there. Uh, but there's going to be a main challenge each round, and this would be the one and only opportunity for you to step up and say, you know what, I'm going to pick all the teams for this round. So you can choose to 
if it is a memory challenge and you know there are people that have really strong memory skills, you can stack your team up with those strong memory players. Uh, if you know there's somebody you maybe want to get out of the game, maybe a social threat that you want to just... Um, you can pair them up with somebody weak. So this would be the one and only chance to do that. And there's only one of each pass, correct? For the live game, yes. Uh, yeah. Online, which had a much, much larger cast, yeah. uh, there would usually be two of each pass. Uh, but because of the smaller cast size and because this is our first season, uh, we are only doing one of each pass. Yeah, you uh -huh. say much, much larger cast, and that, I don't want to think about that. Like that sixty-player <laughs> game was a little bit rough for me in my org uh, <laughs> uh, trials. I guess you could say. Uh, here we have the stopwatch pass. Yep. So you can either play this one uh, offensively or defensively. So with this, you have the choice of either adding thirty seconds to somebody else's time. Or if you think you took a little bit too long on your exam um, and you're worried like, hey, people are going to go super quick with this, you can remove 30 seconds from your own time. Uh, this can also be played for other players. So if you have an ally that is in the exam and you're worried about their exam time and you want to try and protect them, you can take 30 seconds from their time or add 30 seconds onto somebody that you want to try and eliminate from the game. Yeah, so I, there I... is... So I was going to say there's a lot of flexibility mm -hmm. with this pass. Yeah, I was curious if it was secret or public, but I, I'm reading right here. It says public. So you're going to have to show a little bit of your cards. Yeah. Yeah, it may be changed. Obviously, there are going to be some changes and some adjustments as mm -hmm. we go from online to live. So do we maybe want to try and make it private? It's still up in the air. Um, but in the online versions, yes, they were uh, public. Yeah, this podcast would be great for anybody that's going out to the root of all evil happening um, here pretty soon. So um, nice little like snippets to see what the powers are and kind of like think about what you want to do and bid on. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, up next, one of my favorites, we have the looting pass. So this will always be public. Uh, so this one is uh, during... Well, this one says it cannot be used in an auction. That may be a change there. But this one, you have to step up and you have to say, I'm going to take 25% of this person's bank account right now. And in my online games, this pass was always the one that caused chaos and drama. Uh, <laughs> so these are usually used pretty early and they definitely do shake up the game. But if you don't think, I've, I'll say... When this was played in my online game, my season three, uh, the person that played it stole from the person that was a challenge beast, was earning four or five million every challenge. So they knew they had a lot of money to work with. So she stole his money and had just enough to bid on that safety spot. And she was wow. able to stay safe that round. Impressive. Mm -hmm. um, insurance policy pass this is this is a fun one for me so how this works is whoever plays this pass has to select one person in the cast that they think is going to be murdered soon they think they're going to be easy pickings uh, once that socialite is killed uh, the person that played the insurance policy 
takes the remaining 50% of their bank account. So let's say, for example, whoever was murdered uh, chose to leave 50% of their bank account to one person. That person played an insurance policy pass on them. They get their entire bank account. Ooh, very nice. Yeah. But it does come with a bit of a catch because if you choose to play this pass and you get murdered instead, then the pass becomes null and void. Uh, up next, we have the incognito pass. Yep. So sort of functioning similarly to the looting pass, this one is private. So you can anonymously steal 25% of any one player's bank account. But the person you choose it from has one guess as to who they think stole their money. If they're correct, they instead take 50% of your account. Whoa. And, and they get notified that, um, that their answer was correct. So this person tried to steal from them. Uh, but if they are incorrect, the thief does keep the 25% and it is, it remains anonymous. I like these passes. They're calling me back to like a mafia kind of thing. Like everybody has like these unique abilities they can use, so. A little bit, yeah. Um, obviously I'm seeing all of these original passes watching. I'm watching Victory House Moles episodes like every night, like maybe an hour or two after they drop. And Carlo just has these interesting, unique ideas for passes. And it's just so nice watching those because I'm like, I had these sort of interesting ideas from Root of All Evil because I want to shake up the game. I want people to steal money and be shady and change up the game the way they want to. And of course, after you're done watching the Victory House Mole, you definitely turn in, tune in a few days later and catch the recap show. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Also available on live reality games. Um, next, we have the demerit pass. Yep. So there are going to be opportunities, like I mentioned, in the auction. You can buy a one-point bonus. This is a one-point penalty. So if there's somebody that you want to try and take out of the game, um, you can choose to deduct a point from their exam score if you want to. The only thing is they will be notified as to who used the past against them, and it can't be used on the person that got the one-point bonus. They can be used on anybody else in the auction, though. Um, tie situations. Time? Yes. Yep. So in the event of a tie, just like with the mole, it is, it, it's based on time, and whoever took it the slowest. Well, all those passes seem, like, super fun. Of course, I am all for, like, the looting pass or, like, the um, incognito one. Just, you like, just, like, some money. the little puppet master just trying to just, you know, just sneak money away. That? No, of course, they just <laughs> ended up in my bank account somehow. No <laughs> idea. No idea. <laughs> uh, so that kind of wraps up all the passes, kind of the overview of how to play the root of all evil. Um, the live show happens, you said October 22nd to the 25th. Yep. Do we have anything going forward, such as like a cast reveal? Are you doing an announcement for that? Or maybe when everybody gets there? Uh, we're sort of holding off on a cast reveal. We want there to be some sort of privacy because we want to do meet me videos. We want to, when the episodes come out and we do all these fun previews, uh, we want to be able to reveal the cast then. 
Uh, so we're not going to be revealing any cast members before the game, uh, maybe even during the game, but during previews, meet me videos around early 2022, that's when we'll start to uh, reveal the cast. And going back to the passes a little bit, those were just a few examples mm -hmm. as to some of the passes that'll be used and have been used in the past. But now that we're switching from online to live, we have a few other ideas up our sleeve. Uh, there are going to be some new passes that are going to be created. Uh, so for those in the cast that have played the online game, there are going to be some new tools uh, for you to use when it comes to auction passes. I'm super excited and I can't wait to uh, see how they all go down in general. Uh, you mentioned this was kind of like thematic with the 20s. Are we doing any like costuming or anything like that? Yes. Yeah. I'm super excited for it. Uh, we've asked everybody in the cast to try and get as close to 20s attire as they can. Um, obviously, don't try and break your budget. Like, don't spend like two, $300 on a costume. Do something affordable, but yet screams 20s. Um, so when everybody arrives on the 22nd and we have that opening auction with all the auction passes out and we do all the cast photos, that's when everybody's going to be dressed to the nines in their Roaring Twenties attire. Oh my gosh, it's going to look so nice. Um, I brought up cast because you did share a extra slide with me. I don't know if you want to talk about that. Yeah. I don't know exactly what that was for. So Of course, I can bring that up. So I did use uh, the lovely Will Satterwhite as an example. Um, this is one of the uh, graphics that we used for season three, my most recent online season. And Will, uh, who is in charge of casting for this season, uh, has played in both season one and season three. Uh, but these are the contestant bios. And what was super important to me, every time I play a mole online game, a mole live game, is the questions in the exams, you want all of that to be public knowledge. So when you ask, what is your, the killer's favorite movie? What is the killer's favorite sport? What is their biggest fear? Even though Will Satterwhite said shrinkage. Um, you want that information available. So these lovely contestant bios are going to be turned into little itty bitty playing cards. And they're going to have everybody's information on it. Name, age, uh, where they're from, um, if they played Root of All Evil online, if they've played a Clark Wilcox online game in the past, uh, their occupation, birthday. So players aren't going to have to go from player to player to try and get that information down. And they're not going to have to like scribble it all down in their notes. We are here to help. Uh, we're here to make it a little bit easier for you. And we want to make sure that all of the questions or at least like 95% of the questions that are in the exams either come from events that happened in the game or with information readily available in these contestant bios. So they will be handy dandy little cards for everybody to use during the exam. Um, but yeah, this is how they sort of looked in season three. Obviously they'll look a little bit different in the live game, but plenty of details to incorporate into exams and I'm super excited for it. I'm super excited for it too. Um, and we just have to wait till early 2022 so we can see some of that final um, project come to fruition. Super excited for it. Yeah, thank you. I got 
all this editing equipment. I've been spending the last few months or so trying to get uh, my editing skills refined a little bit. Um, but I'm really excited for uh, the entire game to unfold in October and then to release the finished product to everybody. I'm curious too. Let's do a like little little uh, production shout out. You mentioned you're kind of the host and kind of the runner of the whole game. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that Will was doing a lot of the casting too. Yep. Um, who else is working with you on this project? Yep. So the other members of production besides myself and Will are going to be my partner Rex, uh, who's been phenomenal in handling uh, finances, handling all the. Um, basically all the player information, like gathering all their details, uh, finances, all the stuff that just makes me stressed out, um, getting the house organized, uh, just keeping everything in order, um, but then also being that support system for everybody else in the cast and crew. Uh, so Rex has been terrific with that. Uh, Heather Wakefield, who was our season one killer, is also on production. Uh, she's going to be in charge of hospitality. She has diligently been going through a wonderful menu of things to plan and cook for Root of All Evil. And Heather's been terrific with that. Um, so I'm really happy to have Heather be a part of the team. And then Matt, Matt Hunt is in charge of confessionals and recording. And I've played Matt's games. I've played with Matt in games and I've hosted Matt several times. And I know he's going to be able to get all the tea, all the details out of everybody in confessionals. He's going to get those uh, beautiful camera angles. Uh, he has really great production value. He did make uh, the graphic that is in the background for this. Uh, but he has also shown tremendous graphic design skills with uh, his Pokemon Master Trainer game, which if you have not played that, highly, highly recommend. Uh, go check out Pokemon Master Trainer because uh, Matt does a phenom phenomenal job hosting that. And did you do my season of Pokemon? Uh, no, I... You no, did the I don't after, have to. I think, so. Yeah, I did the... I did the first four. one. Oh okay. my gosh, it was amazing. Like, I will say high regards to the Pokemon uh, Master Trainer as well. Super fun. You meet some really great people, and it's just a really great concept. Anyway, I love Pokemon, so hey. Yeah, <laughs> so I played Gen 4. It was a blast. Uh, but I know Matt is really strong when it comes to confessionals and just talking to the players and getting to know where their heads are at. Um, so super excited to have Rex, Heather, Will, Matt, and myself um, be a part of this production team and to get Root of All Evil together. And I'm just excited for all of the players that are going to be involved. I want something that is going to be fun. And yes, there's going to be a little bit of drama. There's going to be a little bit of chaos, but we want it to be fun and lighthearted for everybody. I can't wait to see it too. Uh, before we go, where do we find out again, the Root of All Evil? Where do we go? So we do have a Facebook group called The Root of All Evil Live Game. Uh, please make sure to check it out. Um, we'll be posting more and more often as October uh, comes creeping along. <laughs> uh, <laughs> only a few more months to get everything together for the live game. Um, but yes, uh, any information about The Root of All Evil is going to be on The Root of All Evil Live uh, Facebook page. I'll also be posting uh, every once in a while to the Live Reality Games group. Um, and then, as I mentioned, if you're curious as to 
how the game sort of operated, how they unfolded. All three of my online seasons of The Root of All Evil are available for anybody to join. Just please private message me first, and I would be more than happy to add you to those groups. Fantastic. Clark, thank you for your time tonight, and thank you for escaping that uh, that scary like start to your night, I tell you. I was like, I messaged Dustin. I, I messaged you. I was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to get out of this elevator on time for this podcast. And shout out to the Palm Beach Gardens fire rescue team that I was able to get out half an hour later and be here tonight. And have a great story. So thank you all for watching tonight. If you have any further questions, please make sure to leave your comments below. Clark will get to those and I'll forward anything I see to him myself. And make sure you follow Live Reality Games um, anywhere you get your social media, Facebook, YouTube, anything like that. So Thanks for joining us tonight, and we will see you later. All right. Bye. Bye.